0: Everybody and welcome back to the Cake and Batter Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Cole. And we are here today to discuss Scream. We are actually back to the good movies this time. Yep. So, I'm sure you guys are happy about that, considering our less than 30-minute discussion on deadly detention.
1: Yeah, there really wasn't much to talk about when it came to deadly detention. It was pretty cut and dry as a bad movie.
0: So... We decided we'd watch Scream, the classic, the OG. Yeah. So, I had seen it before. I
1: haven't, but I have. I know about the plot points of Scream, so. I kind of knew more than I should have going into it, watching it for the first time. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, it was spoiled for you. Yeah, it was. That sucks.
1: Yeah. But, I think it was fun to kind of, like, pick out. Like details and stuff as the movie went on. Like what? Like uh, for instance, in the beginning, what's what's the boyfriend's name? Billy. He, his Billy, and then Stu is yeah. Matthew Lillard's character. Right? Yeah. So like when Billy breaks into, um, what is her name? Who? The main girl.
0: Oh, um
1: Sydney. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just didn't want to be wrong. So when Billy goes through Sydney's window for the first time, and there's like that weird scene where they're making out and stuff, it plays
0: "Don't Fear the Reaper." Yeah, I, d- I didn't notice that until you said something. I've seen the movie like a hundred times.
1: Yeah, so it's like a really like mellow, like almost sensual cover of "Don't Fear the Reaper,"
0: which is honestly a brilliant way to foreshadow his character. Yeah, because if you don't see the mo- if you haven't seen the movie before, then it's really. It's 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 an interesting whodunit because yeah. it's hard to choose who did what.
1: Yeah, because throughout the movie, you kind of spend that time wondering who Ghostface is, right? Because and it, there's points where it seems like almost everybody's a suspect. You know, people are they there's people are making comments about like how Sydney could be the suspect, but we obviously know that Sydney's not the suspect. Yeah. And then like, um, after she's attacked in her own home and she stays at her friend's house with the deputy, then, um, then Ghostface calls her even though Billy's in jail.
0: Which, which definitely, you know, there's a lot of things like that that really try and hammer home that a a certain character is not the suspect as, as much as they do saying they are the suspect.
1: And there was even like uh, there was even like a like a, a scene with um, Henry Winkler as the principal.
0: Yeah, I was trying to tell you that he's a suspect. Yeah, but he's swinging the scissors at the kids.
1: And and then um, and then you, obviously you know spoilers, but uh, Henry Winkler ends up dying.
0: Like yeah, I think they killed the fonz.
1: Yeah, I thought you could, I thought that was unable to happen. I thought <laughs> Henry Winkler was immortal. But apparently, apparently not. And apparently he died in scream, which is crazy. Um, but like even with, like I don't even what's the name of the guy who, who works at the video store. Um,
0: I don't remember. Pra- why I can't I, why can't I remember his name? Um, I can't remember the name of any of the characters. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Uh, I know who you're talking about though. It's 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 the dude. But I can't remember his name, and I don't see know this why. is
1: this is why we
0: need to. Uh, have the cast list up when we start Well, I should know his name. I've seen the movie about a thousand times. Um... So, like, I don't understand why I don't know it. It would be... Was it Randy? Yeah.
1: His name is Randy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, like, when there's a scene with Randy where Randy is, um... He's like everybody's a suspect, and he's like talking about the rules of, the rules of horror films because the film's pretty meta when it comes
0: to horror movies. Right, you can't you can't talk about Scream and not mention the meta.
1: Yeah, because like they they make a lot of like references to other horror films, especially but with, like with the opening scene. The opening scene is like something else because. There's just this girl who's having a conversation with Ghostface, and he's asking about horror movies and stuff like that, and she's saying, and they're saying stuff about, like, the meta of horror films. The, um... And Sydney, when, he, when, uh, Ghostface talks to Sydney for the first time, she's like, it's always about some killer creeping in the house, and some big-breasted girl runs up the stairs when she should go out the front door...
0: It's insulting.
1: It's insulting. Yeah. And then when Ghostface chases her, she can't get out the front door because she locked it. So she runs
0: upstairs. (laughs) That's got to be one of one of my favorite parts of the movie because of how how quick it is to make fun of what it's doing.
1: Yeah. And like even with uh, when Randy is on the couch watching Halloween and Ghostface is right behind him, he's saying, "Look behind you! Yeah, look behind behind you. you! Turn around!
0: No, turn around!" You know, and he's just. I think. I think that it's just so brilliant the way it's written. You know. Yeah. It's because it,
1: it knows it knows what it is.
0: Not only does it know what it is, but it knows how to poke fun at the genre. Yeah. Because it's it's a.
1: But it can still be considered like a serious whodunit movie.
0: Right. So it's very. That's what I was just about to say. It's uh, it very much does. The mystery, suspense, and whodunit drama, along with uh, making fun of along with yeah comedy and satire. It's it's way it's way better than most films that try to do that. You know. Yeah. The you know its counterpart, scary movie, just just is dumb.
1: And it's and that's kind of funny because like the working title for Scream was Scary Scary Movie. Movie.
0: Which is hilarious, I. But I guess they just didn't like that title, so they changed it to Scream.
1: I mean, I think I think it works better,
0: anyways. It does work better because, because
1: Scary Movie. I guess. Well, I mean, think about it like this, right? If Scary Movie was the title of Scream, it probably wouldn't feel like a spoof movie. Like the title wouldn't sound like a spoof title, right? Even yeah, that's though, true. You know. Because Scary Movie is a spoof movie, since that already exists, and we watched Scream probably after we have heard of Scary Movie. Did you watch Scream before Scary Movie? Yeah, I saw Scream before Scary But you knew Scary Movie existed before you saw Scream. Yeah, scary. I did. So it's like, automatically you have that idea of Scary Movie in your head, because you know of its existence before Scream.
0: Yeah, I... It's it's funny to, it's just funny to think about that because if you think if you think of Scary Movie was the actual title, it's not it doesn't like you said it doesn't sound like what it is yeah you know because Scary Movie does have that spoof uh, sound to the name where Scream it it's it's got it's got a more horror title to it yeah it's but got that like- one bad movie. No? Yeah,
1: but like if Scary Movie didn't exist and Scream was called Scary Movie, would it still sound like a spoof title? I would because say it would, yeah.
0: You think so? I think it would. I think in fact that if Scary Movie, or if Scream used Scary Movie, Scary Movie probably wouldn't exist. Or at least it, it would have it wouldn't have spawned a franchise.
1: You think that just the title spawned a franchise? I
0: think it did, yeah. Because th- knowing the title is Scary Movie, you know what you're getting into. Because if you hear, we're going to see Scary Movie. Oh, what's Scary Movie? No, Scary Movie. It's just called Scary yeah. Movie. You know you're getting into a spoof movie, whereas you can build a franchise upon that. Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from with that. But if you build the franchise on, say if it was flip-flopped and they used Scream as for their spoof movie franchise, I don't think it would have worked out. I don't think it would have been as successful Hmm. because it 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 lives on title alone the scary movies aren't really that great (laughs) it's
1: true i can kind of see where you're coming from with that
0: that's why they're they're entertaining and they're fun to laugh at but they're not good Hmm. um but so it's fun it's it that's why people always say we want scream humor rather than scary movie humor Hmm. It's funny how the two are always you know interconnected interconnected yeah um but we got a little bit off topic there.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, it has to do with the movie itself, still. So
0: that's true. Um, what do you think about the design of Ghostface? I think it's, I think that it's uh, brilliantly simple, because a lot of a lot of uh, slasher movies just kind of like make up their own unique thing, whereas this is a unique thing. But it's just like the mask, and then and then it's just all black.
1: But it's so generic. I think it's so generic. Right. It's so generic that the idea that the Ghostface outfit could be found in any Halloween
0: store. Right. I mean that, what, that's what the that's what the play in the movie was. Yeah. Because they found it in every. So thing, I think based
1: store. I think based on the writing, I think it that's just how. That's just like how the. Oh god. Well, it's like how. Based on why can't I speak? Because you suck. Uh, I think it's because, based on the writing, you can't have a elaborately designed outfit for the killer. You have to have. Yeah, true. You have to have a simplistic design that could be found at any Halloween store. And I think if, like, if you were to just go with, like, a Grim Reaper outfit, like, just a skull or, like, bones or anything like that, I don't think it would have held that uncanniness of that, like, droopy face of the Ghostface mask.
0: Well, I mean, the, the screen, the scream outfit of Ghostface is based on, you know, the, the screen painting, right? So... That makes sense. It's, it's based on the screen painting with, with the, the droopy mouth and the eyes, um... And it's, I think, itself is is, uh, is a walking reference to meta painting because that painting itself is, you know, yeah, and it's just
1: called the screen,
0: right? So I think it, um, I think it, it's it's very intentional to have such a generic thing reference such a generic thing, yeah. You know, I th- and it's beautifully simple. It is, and that's what that's what makes the movie special, because it's everything about it is so greatly simple and so uh, so generic, except for the whodunit aspect of it. Yeah, they keep everything simple except for the story, and I mean, there's more to talk about when getting to the sequels, but leaving that aside, um, the the fact that the first movie uh can be held on its own uh when they had sequels in mind anyway is a testament to how they saw the franchise as a whole anyway
1: yeah i can understand that i think uh going into the story with the who done it though finding out like i already knew but for anybody who like must have saw it the first time finding out that it wasn't just Billy who was the killer but it was also Stu. Yeah. Like that that was kind of a kick in the nuts.
0: And it, it, there, and it was a were, great one too. <laughs> and there was
1: some foreshadowing too with the fact that like Billy and Stu wore the exact same outfit the first time you see them together.
0: Yeah, you pointed out to me. I never noticed that either. That's another thing. They wore the
1: they wore the exact same outfit. And then and really like Matthew Lillard playing Stu. Matthew,
0: Just, he's such an underrated actor. He's so good.
1: And it's it's weird because like the like again, this is the first time I've seen Scream. But the first time I ever saw Matthew Lillard in a movie was when he was Shaggy in the Scooby Doo <laughs> live action movie. And that and that's crazy because like even after that, like he went on to be Shaggy in all of the animated Scooby Doo stuff up until like recently.
0: Yeah, and to to think it started from Scream. Yeah, the um, like was that that wasn't his first movie, was it? I don't think it was his first, but I mean, it was his break, right? It was his breakout, um, and he did such a good job with it. He did the 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 improv, the acting, the improv he had with some with some things that happened on set that weren't supposed to, and they just kept it in the movie. It's just wonderful to to watch,
1: and it's like, and the thing though that make that you kind of like. Think about when you're watching this movie, like going back to, I'm sure with you going back to watch it again, trying to figure out which Ghostface is who. Yeah, like, that's always when, fun. When, like, Sydney's being chased by Ghostface, is that Billy or is that Stu?
0: It, I would, I mean, it, it kind of has to be Stu because Billy's always there to swoop in to make her believe that it's not him. But then again, when he comes in, he, he drops got the
1: phone. He drops the phone.
0: So. Having a tag team, he must have, you know, been on the phone while Stu was... Uh, Stalking her. Yeah. So, but it is, it's, fun to, it's fun to guess who was who and who was doing what.
1: Yeah. Do you think they were always working together or do you think that they were, I like... Think they had to with that. Because, like, in the beginning, too. Like, who kidnapped the boyfriend? Who tied him up? Was that still Stu or was that Billy or was Billy on his own? You know, or, like, what was going on with that? You know, which, did Stu, did Stu kill the principal? Because if, because the prince because Ghostface was taller than the principal. And we know that Billy, that, we know that Stu is taller than Billy. So was that Stu that killed the principal, or yeah. was that Billy?
0: It probably was, it probably was Stu. Um.
1: And was, did Billy kill the friend, did Billy kill Stu's girlfriend in the garage, or was that Stu? Because I think that was Billy. Because the guy was shorter.
0: It had, yeah, I mean, and it had Stu, to have been Billy and... because Stu was in watching the movie, getting ready to watch the movie. Yeah. So.
1: So it's like trying to figure out which Ghostface was who. Even going back and like thinking about the movie and looking at those scenes makes
0: it, it's really fun. It gives right? you it gives you one more reason to rewatch it, aside from everything else in the movie just being so fun. Um, the there's al- there's also a couple times where it's almost impossible to tell who's who yeah because like when 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 um Billy's locked up and uh that's when Sydney gets the call right but that's but that's Billy but is it though I mean you because
1: she said the she writing says, the writing uh, led to believe that though I mean right? cause she
0: says that you, uh you You used your own, your, your only call. Yeah. To, to, um. To
1: get her off the trail. But, did he though, like. Or do you think that that was Stu that made
0: the call? Because how would he have the voice changer with him?
1: It could have been in his pocket.
0: Yeah, but he was searched when he was arrested.
1: Then, then maybe it was Stu. We don't know. Exactly. It's, it's. So maybe Billy could have been telling the truth to her, but it's the fact that like the way that he acted when she thought that up, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and the funny thing is, is like even they follow the horror rules. Yeah. Yeah. Because the because they couldn't they they couldn't kill Sydney. Right. You like when she was attacked for the first time, Billy obviously swoops in to save the day. Yeah. But it's not until. Sydney tells Billy that she's ready to you know do the dirty with him then she breaks the number one horror rule of you can't have sex and now Billy is like now she can die and it's like and that that was interesting too because it's almost like they were following their own crazed moral
0: code it was it was them using uh horror logic as their more moral code yeah, you know,
1: and that's and to that that makes that that like it's an interesting way to have the killers work, but it still makes them crazy. It doesn't justify
0: them. Does yeah, it? yeah, but it's an in it's like you said, it's an interesting thing from a writing standpoint. Yeah, to make to make the killer me- meta too. Yeah, um, that whole. From from when the party starts to when the film ends, that's just one crazy last act.
1: It is. And it's like you kind of... Like, even with Gail Withers, the, the reporter... Yeah. Like, you kind of hate her at the beginning. Yeah. And it's not until, like, the very end that she kind of pulls, like, a Loomis from Halloween and saves the day with
0: a gun. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I... I, I, maybe. I mean, maybe it's because I've seen the sequels and you haven't. But I, I, I don't. I still don't like Gale. No, even though she saved the day.
1: Is she in the sequels? Yeah,
0: she's in the sequels. Mm. Um, uh, they all are. Um, Everybody is. Yeah. Except
1: for obviously Billions too. They
0: died. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the like the main the main cast. Oh,
1: so it's sequels. still it's still Randy, Sidney, and Gale that are in the sequel.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. It, so, it. The. Well, don't tell me. But maybe we'll watch it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm just saying that maybe that's why. Because her character arc changes throughout the sequels. Mm. Um, which makes you go back to the original and see how she actually was. Um, and she saves the day. But it's like she only saves the day to, like, for, for their, her own game. Game. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, obvious. Like, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting to think about. But again, that, go, like, it also goes back to like, the fact that these are all just people. This isn't like, you know, Halloween where Michael Myers is like this, like has no pain tolerance and yeah. He yeah. like can get shot six times and still be okay.
0: That's another thing I like about Scream is the like
1: the characters are human.
0: Yeah, no, and no matter who's in the, the suit, mask. who's in who's under the mask, he's always getting he's always getting kicked around and thrown to the ground, and plenty of slapstick comedy with it too. Because they they like in the one scene she hits him with the beer bottles in the garage. Yeah, and then he flips over her. And in one scene, Sidney slams him in the face with a door, and he just flies down. Yeah. So the that's what I like because I mean that's what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. In real life, when you you're gonna obviously try to not
1: back. like obviously not that over the top like flips and Three right. Stooges level stuff, but that's what's gonna happen if you were being chased by
0: a killer. You're gonna, you're least... gonna try and do something back. Yeah. And get away. So I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate it being a little bit over the top. Uh, of satire on people like Michael Myers or Jason.
1: Yeah, because it's not like, it's not like Ghostface is this entity that can take hits and, you know, be okay. Like when, um... Like when in Halloween, when l- one of the Halloween movies, when Laurie Strode pins him against the wall and he's hanging there with the knife sticking out of his chest yeah. and he still manages yeah. to pull it out and chase <laughs> like it Like, with, with, um... Scream, like, he gets knocked around pretty goddamn hard, and that gives them a good chance to get away, and it's like, and that's crazy, and even, like, you really see how crazy Billy and Stu are when they're coming up with this story where, like, they kidnap Sydney's dad, and they, like, actually stabbed each other to pin it on her dad, and...
0: Yeah, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts, because
1: they're actually crazy, and... It's funny, like, Billy has this motive, right? This is just this one big revenge story, because Billy's dad was having an affair with Sydney's mom, and, you know, and, yeah. they, and they found, and Billy found out, and he was mad at, he blamed it on Sydney's mom, so he framed a murder and killed her mom. And then, and now he's doing it again for some reason. Well, like, that was the reason, like, he gave a reason to why he killed the mom, but what was his motive for,
0: so his motive, his motive was, you know, killing it was like, Sydney. it was the one year anniversary of oh. the death of her mother. Oh, okay. And to the day. Yeah. And that was, uh, which, you know, find it funny how they're going to plan a party on the, the one year anniversary of her mom's death. But okay, whatever. Movie's got movie, right?
1: But they but they, they have a reason for it. They have right. the whole thing set up because it's like... They have the whole thing planned out. This was, like, meticulously planned. Start the killings. Yeah, you're right, you're right. The, you know, start the killings, get this, kill the principal, get school suspended indefinitely, then have a party because school's out. Yeah, yeah. And nobody gives a shit about Sydney's thing, about Sydney's mom... Yeah, because they're all focused on the killings right now, so nobody knows that it's today. So that but, so that Sydney's going to show up regardless because Stu she's friends with Stu's girlfriend. So obviously Sydney's going to show up, therefore they can do the killings and get Sydney murdered and uh, blame it on her
0: dad. You know, there is one thing in that final act that I don't that I don't understand and that's when uh, Randy gets the call that the fonz is dead and hanging in the football field. And that everyone's happy. Yeah, that everyone's was, happy and says, look, "Let's go see him," and they all run out of the house. I think that.
1: Are you saying like, why are you saying like, how did Randy get the call? Or
0: no, what? I'm saying why are they so happy? I don't Let, know. Let's just like, that's, let's just ignore that Randy gets the call. Well,
1: I mean, obviously <laughs> that could have been like that could have been either because Stu is gone, so that obviously could have been Billy or Stu that called Randy,
0: because they knew. Yeah, it could have been anyone.
1: And I think it's like, "Whoa, a dead body. Let's go check it out."
0: Yeah, but it's like they're way too happy about it.
1: Yeah. And is... I get
0: it they're all drunk and high, but like still. Cuz you you clearly see how wasted they are when they start driving all over the place. But it's yeah. like I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I don't know anyone who would react that way to I'm... hearing that their principal I mean, was if, mutilated. I heard,
1: if I were If I were my principal was dead, You know, if I was in, like, high school and I heard my principal was dead, I would probably go, holy shit, that's fucking bonkers. I can't believe another dude is fucking dead, especially the principal. And I probably wouldn't (laughs) go check the body out. No,
0: I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm good. I'm good. And I'd stay home. And I'd I'd finish watching Halloween.
1: Well, I'd probably get killed by
0: Ghostface. But Probably, yeah. But here's the thing, it's like, so that was... That was the plot reason to get all the kids out of the house. Yeah,
1: that was the plot reason. But what's the story reason? Right,
0: that's the plot reason. That's the that's the reason for Kevin Williamson so that he could have the. So he could have
1: Ghostface with all the main cast.
0: right, but then it's like, why? Okay, but why?
1: Why are the kids? I get it. Why you need it
0: for the script? But It's it's like I see you needed to get there, but I don't see why you chose that route.
1: Yeah, there could have been another way to get the kids out of the house.
0: Right, and then, like there's so many other reasons. Like, I mean, but... you could
1: even like even having like the deputy just kind of show up too, because like he's there walking around. But maybe... yeah, like
0: maybe maybe it's maybe the party gets shut down or something. Yeah, because kids are drinking.
1: And then the deputy, and that gives the reason for the deputy to do something. Speaking of which, did he die? Who
0: Dewey? Yeah. No. No, he just no. he just got hurt. Yeah, he just got hurt. That. um the so I just feel I just feel like it could that one instance could have been better, yeah, but I understand why it needed to happen I just wish it could have been a better way to make it happen
1: yeah that makes sense
0: I don't know that's just me though
1: what else was interesting about the thing oh you want to know a question I had about the movie why the hell did Sydney wear the ghost face mask when she stabbed cuz movie's got a movie. No. Oh, okay.
0: It's kind of, I I see it as kind of like a satire on the sl- on slashers when like cuz I think um is
1: it like the whole trope of oh the survivor becomes the next killer or something yeah, like that?
0: Cuz I think it's I think it's a a play on I think it's another play on like in the beginning. Oh uh, god, that beginning is amazing. The beginning is really good. <laughs> the beginning is amazing. It's so Wait, suspenseful.
1: And, and, you, and if you're watching it for the first time, you don't really know the stakes until he's like, because I want to see who I'm looking at. Yeah. And just and once he says
0: that, your you mind goes, okay, what? Yeah. And it's like, that is who boy. So, But uh, anyway, I've, I've, I think it's a, a play from the beginning when, uh, when they talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Which is also directed by Wes Craven, right? And, and um...
1: Speaking and Drew, of... Don't mean to derail <laughs> you, but the janitor, who was also oh, Wes Craven, who old, was also dressed old. up as Freddy Krueger.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That was just, like, that one gag. Old, old Freddy janitor Wes. Right. But, um, in the beginning, when Drew Barrymore is talking to the guy on the phone, talking to Ghostface on the phone, and they start talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And, um... She says... Uh, she says, um, he, he, the Ghostface says, yeah, I like that one. It was scary. And she goes, well, the first one was, but the rest the rest sucked. Yeah. Which, which, um, I find players because it's Wes Craven. It's, it's his story. But anyway, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's another play off Nightmare on Elm Street. Cause have you seen the second Nightmare on Elm Street? No, I haven't. So in the, in, in the set in the second Nightmare on Elm Street... Uh, it starts to, you know, you start to follow the kids more than Freddy, and they start to go into, like, this weird, this weird, uh, protagonist to antagonist type deal in a story. It's weird. They're, they're all stupid, the sequels. So, I think it's another play on what they did to what other Wes Craven films. Oh, okay. You want to know
1: something that I really, that I really liked about the beginning, though? what that trick question with the friday the 13th oh yeah that's beautiful because it's like because if you you're first thing what do you think of when you go to friday when i say friday the 13th you You think of jason Jason, yeah right but jason's not even in the first movie right because it's it's pamela Voorhees that's the killer and (laughs) the fact that he uses that question as it's almost like a trick question just so he can kill the boyfriend it's because he's like, who is was the antagonist and who was the killer on the first Friday the Thirteenth? And she goes, Jason. He goes, No. If you would have seen the movies, you would know that it was Jason's mother that did it. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's like that's such a good question. Yeah, he's like, Jason
0: did show up for the, sequ- to the and sequel until the sequel. And it's funny because when we were watching that, I mean, have, you haven't seen the you hadn't seen the the first the opening scene to Scream before. No, I have So you didn't. You, it was all new to you. Um, that was probably like the best part for you because you didn't know anything, yeah, about it. And when you, I knew you were into it because as soon as she said, "Jason, Jason," you're like, "Oh no, it's not!" <laughs> Immediately you said, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're screwed. You're dead, lady. <laughs> yeah, because it's like,
1: because it's like no, it's, like, that's not, it's it's like it's the perfect excuse. It follows the rules of ghostface's game it does but it's such a it's such a uh I it's not even a trick question it's a question that can it's a question that is easy to get wrong yes, because it, obviously you're in a panic you yeah. want these you want to answer the questions as fast as possible because you don't know if you sit there and wait and think about it you're if you're gonna die so having that question. A question that sounds easy to answer, but is easy to get wrong, is the perfect question to basically be like, "Up, you you didn't follow the rules, therefore now I get to kill you."
0: Right. I mean, because he starts with such an easy question. Yeah. Um, The with the warm up, the warm up round. What
1: What Um, was the first question?
0: I I can't. Why can't I remember? I've seen the movie like a thousand times, and I can't remember. Probably because I've seen it too many times. But um he asks such an easy question. Here, while you're for
1: saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up.
0: So he asks such an easy question for her and she get and she gets it right. And he goes, See that wasn't so hard, was it? Now for the real game. And she goes, No and then and then he he goes right into another quote unquote easy uh question. Yeah and that's what that's what makes the that's what makes the question so much better. Yeah, because of how easy the first question was, right? Yeah. I can I can see you looking up.
1: I am looking up right now. Um
0: I'm trying to find the I question. I can't, I, can't even, I don't know why I can't remember it, but um all right, so the
1: movie, ve- the movie the warm up question was name the killer in Halloween. And she says that was in Michael-, Michael Myers. She says yeah. Michael Myers.
0: Yeah, that was it.
1: And then now the real question was obviously um name the killer in Friday the 13th. Yeah, which is not because she says and this is the script. She says Jason, Jason, Jason. And then he goes, "I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer." She goes, "No, it's not. It was Jason." He says, "Afraid not." And she's like, it was Jason. I saw that goddamn movie twenty times. It was Jason. And they says, Then you should know that Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees,
0: was the original killer. Jason
1: didn't show up until the sequel.
0: That's and, it. And that is That is like bone chilling. And that's
1: not that. and she says, You tricked me, but it's not a fucking trick. <laughs> Pardon my it, French, but it's not a trick.
0: It it really is It isn't.
1: follows the rules. That's the perfect way to just dupe somebody. It's hot it's, And the script says, uh Carrie Casey is Stupefied.
0: Stupefied. Great word. <laughs> what?
1: That is an amazing word.
0: That is such a... It's And it's such a perfect way to set up the the rest of the movie. Because like you said, it follows the rules, which the rest of the movie does in a meta way, but it's it follows the rules. There are rules to this movie.
1: And they t- always talk about rules in the movie as well. And that's the thing that blows my mind because they managed to take this this story if this st- if if scream was just a movie without the meta
0: oh it wouldn't work
1: this would be the most cliche movie you've ever seen
0: right but what makes it so innovative
1: is because is... it knows exactly what it is and it plays with the meta of
0: slasher films exactly and and that's that's why this movie is so important to me i think it's so brilliantly written on In every aspect. To me, it's important. It's one of my... It's literally my favorite horror film. Because of how it's written.
1: Yeah. And I I can agree with you. It is a really, really good movie. It's... And it's like... It just seems like all the characters are just very well developed.
0: They are very well developed. Even the ones that that like are playing off characters that shouldn't be well developed. But yet they still are.
1: Yeah, and it's like even with and you really during that final scene of the final act, you know, the whole plate thing that takes place at Stu's house, it's you really sit there and you wonder who's going to die. Because right. I didn't know that Dewey survived. Or not okay. Dewey. I didn't well I didn't know Dewey survived. I thought Dewey died. I also thought that Randy died. Oh yeah, no. And I thought Randy died. Like twice, I thought that Ghostface just gonna shank him because he was there, but he didn't. And then I, when Randy got shot, I was like, "Oh shoot, Randy got shot!" I'm like that. I'm. She's like, "You're. How are you alive?" She's like, "I thought you were dead." He's like, "Oh, I probably should be." I've never been so. I've never been so happy to be a
0: virgin, right?
1: And he still manages to crack a joke about the horror film.
0: <laughs> the, you know the, the best. I think the best part about that final act. Actually, not the second best part. The best part is them in the kitchen. The oh, the, the, the second, whole
1: the whole like monologue with Billy and Stu and Sydney. Yeah, they're
0: quote unquote motives, right? Yeah. The, but the second part is Randy and Stu fighting over who's who, on, on in front of the house when Sydney's got the gun. Because Stu come because Randy comes up with his injured leg. And he's like and he's limping up and he's like, Sidney, Sydney, no, it's me, it's Randy and then Stu comes up. And he's like, No, Sydney, give me the gun. He tried to kill me. And then he and then Randy's like, No, no, it's it's no, it's him. And then Sydney, and then he and then Stu pushes him back, he's like, Give me the gun. Yeah. And then them two just fighting over who's who to believe.
1: And even with the even with the just the stellar stellar scene in the video store. Oh, I love, love that scene. It, with the stellar scene in the video store, you automatically, like, Randy, at that point, is top suspicion. There's a very simple formula! And you think that, and you think that, and just for that one moment, where Ghostface is behind Randy, but doesn't kill him, makes you think that they might be in cahoots.
0: True. That's true.
1: So, it, and it's... I don't know. It's just uh, it's just really interesting to think about. It's just a very well structured whodunit
0: film. I love the innovative uh, play on the car, the locked car scene, or I guess sequence rather. Where she locks, Where she all, locks, the locks doors, all the but doors, but she doesn't think about the trunk. Exactly. She she locks all the doors, and you think, well, you know, they're gonna play off this like every other horror movie. you are gonna unlock the car. He's gonna come through back door or something. No. He comes through the trunk. Yeah. And it's like Holy crap. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, right? So <laughs> the it's such a it's it's such a play because it's like it's something you should think about but you don't. Yeah. Cause normally when you watch a movie, you go, why is she doing that? Yeah. But it's like I wouldn't even think to, to lock the trunk, right? Yeah. So it's such a brilliant move.
1: And it's like, and just, it's, and it doesn't, like, the way that everybody dies, it's like they don't even try to, like, hide the bodies like in other horror films.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you
1: know, like, when I, when I watch all of the Friday the 13th movies with my roommates a couple of years ago, we always complimented Jason's interior decorating, which is what we call, which is what we called it when he hid the bodies. <laughs> Ghostface doesn't do any of that.
0: Nah, they just don't care.
1: And it's, and, and it really, and the only reason that they ever find the bodies is just out of circumstance. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm trying to run away, open the door, oh, somebody's hanging from the rafters. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to get out, I just fell in a boat, and the next thing I see is this girl, my friend, is, her head is crushed in a garage door, which, I don't know how garage doors can be that strong, but. Yeah. It's a cool kill, nonetheless. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, they, there are times when they put them on display, like like the fawns and the girl in the beginning.
1: Yeah, but that's when they have the time. Yeah, when them. they
0: have the time, they put them on display. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's it's more circumstance, and I like that. I really like it too. It's man, this movie's so great. It, it's just such a good movie. I, it sucks that you got it spoiled. I know, because I, I wanted, I wanted. I wanted to like see your face when you figured out who it was. Yeah, but it's like couldn't do that. I but it's okay. We got the sequel. We do have the sequel. And the sequel, actually debatable, is better.
1: You think it's better? It's better. Speaking of the the big twist that Randy and Stu are the ones that are killing everybody. <clears throat> who now? Oh, not Randy. <sighs> Sorry, Billy and Stu. My bad. I got confused. 'Cause see like Randy and Stu rolls off the tongue, but Billy and Stu doesn't <laughs> and it doesn't as much. But um when you find out that Billy and Stu are ghostface, like even with um even with like Stu. Sydney's like, what's your motive? And he's like, uh peer pressure.
0: <laughs> I love that peer pressure, I'm way too sensitive. <laughs> like I love He that. doesn't even
1: like that makes you think, well, did he really do it cuz of peer pressure or did he do it because he's actually
0: insane? I think it probably is a little bit of both.
1: I think it's a little bit of both as well. And especially like with um with when he picks the phone up for the last time and he's like, "Did you really call the cops?" And she's <laughs> like, "Yes, I did." <laughs> and he's like, "My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me." <laughs> cuz it's like that's the first thing that you think about? <laughs> You're a crazed killer, and the first thing you think about is how your parents are going to think.
0: It's it's funny, you know, it makes you wonder if, uh, like, Stu and Billy were always a team. Because when Billy's talking about killing Sydney's mother, he says, I, 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 I. He doesn't say we. No, he doesn't. He just says, I, 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 I. And
1: that makes So you when think... did Stu come in? I think Stu came in... Um. I think Stu came in after the opening. I think the opening was all Billy. Oh, you do? I think the opening was probably all Billy. And Stu came in.
0: Um and it makes you wonder how he came
1: in, though. Yeah, right? Probably. What if it was probably... What if it was after that first conversation? Which one? At the fountain. When he's making all those jokes about the... About liver me alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think he was probably in it at in, that point. Oh yeah. At least I think Maybe he it would, was. maybe
1: it was during like the lapse between when Sidney's mom died and when um Ghostface
0: actually started becoming a thing. I think it was probably right before the opening scene. Really? Because there's no
1: there's I no... guess it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because the girl that died Casey was it had some it was uh, she was connected with Stu somehow yeah. remember they were talking yeah. about it at the fountain yeah yeah and, and because and you find out it's because she left Stu for Steve and Stu doesn't so maybe like not picked her out right Stu doesn't put it like that right but that's probably what happened and Maybe that's why they chose the, her to be the first one because of what happened between her and Stu.
0: I think and that that's probably that's probably it, you know but, I think that the because there's also no Ghostface doesn't have a phone with him in the opening scene. No he doesn't. So and nor does he ever talk. So in the opening scene. No, he doesn't Other I don't than think, on the phone.
1: I don't think he talks. I think he only talks over the phone. He don't he never yeah. talks in any of the
0: scenes that he's no, in. No, because he can't get that voice changer in
1: there. Until you take the mask off.
0: Right. So um I think that probably right before that, Stu like probably suggested Casey or something yeah. as their show-off victim.
1: That would make sense.
0: So I that's that's what I think. That's just me. I think that makes perfect sense.
1: I think that makes perfect sense, too. I don't know what else... What else is there to
0: talk about with this movie? I think we've covered like everything about this movie. Hmm. What would you rate it? i give it a solid 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10?
1: Yeah. See, I think I would bump it up a little bit give it an 8.5. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, what? I what think... What gives it that extra half point?
1: I think the... The fact that it is... It
0: knows exactly what it is, and it plays to its strengths with that. So the meta really helps it get that extra half point. The
1: meta really helps it get that extra point, because now that we're talking about it, and we're kind of, like, really, like, almost figuring out off-screen stuff. Yeah. That's what, could, what, what we've does. Seen is
0: Yeah. It makes he, you think about off-screen stuff.
1: Yeah, and that's what really bumps it up, that half point, is because now that we're talking about it, and we're, like... Almost piecing together the whole story, even though we only know parts of it from the movie. That's what really
0: brings yeah. it up that half that half point. That's that's a good that's a good point. Maybe I'll have to revisit mine then.
1: Well, I mean, we I also just,
0: I know I know what the sequel rating is, but if, I won't say it now in case we do a podcast on the. Sequel. I
1: mean, October is coming up. Yeah. We, Why don't we just dedicate all of October to horror movies?
0: <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's I'm do it with that. Uh, we can start we'll we'll do we'll do next week's podcast and then after next week's podcast we'll do all horror movies. Yeah. That sounds great. That sounds like fun. All right. All right. So uh what are we going to watch next week? So next week we're going to we're going to watch my favorite film from 2018. My absolute favorite. And it wasn't a studio film. It wasn't anything big budget. It was an independent Thunder Road okay written and directed and starring Jim Cummings who is fantastic made on a very shoestring budget and I love it so we're gonna watch that it's on Amazon Prime
1: only from... on Amazon Prime yes
0: unfortunately yeah I mean you can rent it everywhere else but watch it on Amazon prime for free if you got Amazon but um yeah we're gonna go over we're gonna go over that uh, and I think cool I think
1: yeah, I like the short, so...
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's another thing. So, uh, people, if you, haven't, if you haven't heard of it, there, is a sh- there was a short film that it was based on called Thunder Road.
1: And you can watch the short film on Vimeo.
0: Yes, you can. So, highly suggest that, and highly suggest watching the feature on Amazon Prime. So.
1: Alright, so next week we'll be watching Thunder Road.
0: Yes. Uh, thank you for tuning in for our great episode on Scream. I'm Jake. I'm Cole. And this has been the Cake and Batter Podcast. Signing out.
1: We'll catch you next time.
0: Bye.